Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Starting with verse 10, reading down through verse 20. Sixth chapter of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. Our scripture reads, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take upon you the whole arm of God, that you might be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and all supplication for all saints, and for me the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds therein, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And may the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. You may be seated. You know, this highly political subject that we're dealing with now concerning the Second Amendment right advocates they bear to bear their arms and to be able to stand your ground and has brought a surge in good ownership around the world and, and around our nation and has contributed uh, much to the move to try to arm America so that they can be able to stand and do what they think is right in their hearts. And, and the recent heightening of this uh, white supremacist and the racial tension that we have in America has even caused a surge in ownership uh, of personal handguns between many blacks and even women at large trying to have something to protect themselves. Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24, he said that as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, he said the disciples came unto him and, and they said to him, tell us, when shall all of these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming to the end of the world? In Jesus' response, he says, take heed that what? No man deceive you. So many shall come in my name, and, and they shall uh, declare that I am the Christ, and they shall deceive many. But he says that, and ye shall hear of what? Wars and rumors of wars, and, and see that ye not be troubled. He says that for all of these things shall come to pass, but the end is not yet. He said, for nations shall rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in, in, in diverse places. And he said, all of these are just the beginning of sorrows. And he said, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and they shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations, and, and, and for my name's sake. And there shall be many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Another. And many false prophets shall be, shall rise, and they shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of, of, of the love of many uh, shall wax cold. And but he that endureth until the end shall be saved. See this this chaotic times that we are in today that it marks the time, or not only it's the beginning of times that Jesus has prophesied in Matthew twenty four. And we should not be surprised about what is going on in this generation and what we're seeing happening all around us. This terrifying thing that Jesus prophesied, he said that all of these are just 
the beginning of sorrows. So if you're getting disturbed by what's happening now, you need to be current, concerned about what else is going to happen because this is just the beginning. The problem is that it doesn't matter how much you arm yourself, how many guns you buy. It, it, he said that it doesn't matter how much ammunition that you possess. It, it, it won't enable you to endure through this. Jesus is the way that we need to endure through these times. And I, I like many, I have a few myself. I have some protection. I have some hunting guns. I got things that I own. But you cannot depend on those things to help you to endure. Jesus will be able to help you to endure through these things that we're going through. Paul told the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 10 and 3 and 6, he says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He says, but but they are mighty uh, through Lord bringing down uh, strongholds and casting down imaginations, even high things that are exalted against itself in the knowledge of God, bringing in captivity every thought of obedience of God and, and, and bringing into captivity things all, all obedience unto God and having the readiness of revenge of disobedience and when your obedience is fulfilled. See, our revenge is not uh, to, to, to uh, take weapons of war to be able to defend ourselves. We need to stand on the word of God. God will, is our, help, our refuge. Our Sunday school lesson says that we are so fearful of the things that are around us, but we should not be afraid. God got this. God is going to protect his children. Only thing we need to do is put our trust in him. He asks you, are you a little faith? Uh, we have faith is so um, uh, small that we have to have certain things to protect us. But our protection is in Christ Jesus. You know, so our, our revenge is not executed uh, by weapons, but by the gospel message, the word of God, that he said that he is our stronghold. He will turn down all of the strongholds that come against us, but he is our stronghold. Everything uh, that, that we need is in Christ Jesus, and he will be our help. He will be our, our protection when we have these difficulties that come against us in these trying times. So I, I, I want to talk to you this morning on, on the subject, are you armed to stand? Are you armed to stand? So let us bow. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. And we thank you, Lord, for this word that you have given unto us that we might now give to your people. Lord, we ask that you might touch my lips, that I might speak boldly those things that you have laid upon my heart. Help me, O oh Heavenly Father, to be able to allow your spirit to speak through me, that I might be obedient to your word. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Are you armed to stand? You know, tension is everywhere. Everywhere on the job, everywhere in the world, everywhere in this environment that we're in, things are under tension. And and, 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 and I'm telling you that, that it didn't just start in 2016. We're, we're talking about when happened when the 45th president of the United States came in and all of a sudden he got people licensed to feel a certain way, to do certain things, and to be able to do things uh, that, that that's not normal for any loving individual to do. But when you have this license to be able to hate, license to treat people bad, license to stand and do what you ever want to do in your life. It's just like to stand your ground, stand your ground. That means that if someone is breaking in my house, I can stand my ground, take your life because you're trying to steal my television. Now what television that you have in your house is more important than a life? You know, my insurance company is going to pay for the television. You know, only thing you need to do is, is, is to protect life, not protect stuff. We, we stand our ground trying to protect stuff instead of protecting life. But the thing about it is that it's, it's all caused by a certain fear. We talked about it in Sunday school. The environment has caused a rise in tension around the world. And, and, and we got this heightened tension that is in our government in the world that we live in today. That, that, that we need to be able to calm this tension some way in order for us to live uh, with one another in this world. You, 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 when you have people being shot in churches and people that are shot in nursing homes, people that are shot in the street just because of who you are. Something is wrong with this world that we're living in. But it's called 
by this tension that we are under in this world. We need to do something to reduce the tension that is between one another. You, you got church folks shooting one another in churches over discussions, over stuff and things. And, and until something be able to reduce that tension, things will not get any better. We said this morning in Sunday school, if Jesus can calm the sea, he can rebuke that tension out of us where we can bring that peace of mind that will help us to be able to live with one another. We got to reduce the tension that we have. You know, and one thing about it, we got to be able to respect one another. Respect one another. If you want to wear a mask, respect one another. If you don't want to wear a mask, respect one another. If you want to come into my facility, respect the rules of the facility. Don't, don't, don't cause your beliefs to cause tension to be able to uh, uh, offend someone else. And, and that's what we need to understand. We need to get that behind us. You know, in, 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 in our cubicles, in our uh, uh, offices and everything, we want to express our political beliefs instead of uh, respecting the other's political beliefs and say that, that my job and my workplace has no place for that type of stuff that cause tension between workplaces. We had a young fellow that came in to work Wednesday. And uh, a friend of mine, Eddie Pope, Eddie Pope, he, he came to work Wednesday. He died Wednesday night. You know, he, I saw him walking down the hall. He looked a little bloated. You know, rushed him to the hospital Wednesday night. Wednesday night died at Gretna Medical Center. See, th th this stuff is too serious for us to be going around hating on one another. You know, you, you, my mother used to say, uh, gone today, gone tomorrow. Mother said, gone today, gone today. You know, here today, gone today. You, you can be here today just doing well, but do something to relieve the tension. Tension has caused us to have heartaches, uh, high blood pressure, you know, all kinds of diseases because of the fact that we got too much tension on us. So we need to get rid of that tension that we have in our own personal life. You know, and, and, and my question to you is, is that with, with all of the mudslinging that will happen in the political world today, you know, I, I want to ask you a personal question. How do you stand your ground? Uh, what, what, what are your weapons of warfare? Uh, it's not the weapons that we buy at, at, at gun shops. Our weapons are the word of God. We got to have the word of God in us to quiet the tension that we don't have to deal with the weapons of this world. You know, and, 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 and the thing, we got this open carry law. And I wish that somebody would openly carry their Bible every now and then. Uh, if we got an open carry law, why don't we carry our Bibles openly? Why don't we have the Bibles available in our hearts so that people can be able to live with one another, reduce the tension that we have between one another in this world. We got to do something, you know, you know and, 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 and in order for us to be able to make it as people of God in, in the world that we live in, we are in the world, but we're not what? Of the world. But we got to be able to deal with people of all different likenesses and dislikes. And the only way we can do that is to be able to help uh, relieve some of the tension. You know, we were talking about it in Sunday school this morning. Uh, 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 Vic, have you ever had somebody you're talking to and they were, they were already amping? And, and if they're already doing that, that means they're already in tension, ain't it? And, and sometimes you have to just quill the storm and walk away for it. Ain't no need to try and discuss certain things with an individual that's already, what we call that, wind up. Uh, no, wound up. That's what we call it. You, you're all wound up. And, and that's tension, ain't it? And, and once we get to that place that you've got so much tension, that, that there's a... Uh, there's a, a, a thing with the old, I know y'all young people don't know, but y'all know used to wind up the watch. Them, them old big pocket watches. Used to wind them up. But what happened? You wind it up too tight, ain't it? See, once you wind something up too tight, that spring is going to break. And, and when it breaks, that means that you react out of character. So our tension has called us sometimes to get wound up. And, and we react out of character. But we got to be able to do things to reduce the tension.
function and to be able to live in peace one with another. So as we look at our text this morning, Paul is divided this letter of Ephesians following a true segment. He's talking about applying the truths that first makes possible the actions and the lifestyle of the second. Paul has spent the first three chapters of this letter discussing God's creation and his holy community and the gift of grace that he's given unto us. And, and then the members of this church or community is that through God, through Christ Jesus, we are adopted as sons and daughters of God and it brings us into a relationship one with another that's different than anything else is in the world. See, all people with faith, Jews or Gentiles alike, we were dead in our transgression. We were dead in our sin, but we were made alive by Christ Jesus coming into our lives. Paul is not responding to any particular theological or moral problem, but he wanted us to protect ourselves against future problems of dealing with relationships because he knew that God knows that if you can't deal with this, you can't deal with that. Huh? Am I helping anybody this morning? If you can't deal with the tension that is in the world today, how are you going to be able to stand during these evil days that are coming in the world today? If you can't handle this, how are you going to handle that? So God is testing us to see whether or not we are armed with the right thing to be a servant of God. See, God don't want you to go up without arms. He says that our weapons are not carnal, but our weapons are turned down the strongholds that help separate us from the world that we are living in today. So as we look, uh, we continue in our faith day to day, month to month, year to year. Temptation to get uh, 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 beckoned by the word of God in our lives that it will hold us. And he said, lead me not in the temptation. You've got to have the word of God in you to keep you from leading down the road of temptation that comes into your life. Just because you say, no means there ain't no temptation in your life. The devil will come at you harder than once you come closer to him in a relationship. So don't think that you are saved and there ain't no temptation coming. See, uh, uh, and the thing is, how have you grown in God's word will be reflected in your relationship that you have with one another. See, how have you grown in your Christian life since you've come to faith in Jesus Christ? You need to do an evaluation every now and then in your own personal life. Don't look to the left or to the right. Look at your own personal life. Since I came to Christ, have I been in control of my tension? that I have in my life. Have I been in control? Uh, we talked about it this morning. Anger. And, and, and anger began, it, it begets a lot of things, you know. Anger begets arguments and, and separation and, and, and causes that tension to be able to come on us that we have a hard time getting along with one another. Anger, learn how to control anger because anger leads, I told him this morning in Sunday school, Pastor Ollie Wilson said, anger is about that far from insanity. Huh, have you ever got so mad that you didn't know what you're going to do? Huh? Huh? Have you ever gotten so mad that, that, that it, it was driving you to do some unthinkable things? And, and it made you think some things. You know what I'm saying? A hanger can get you thinking some things that, that you know are not right. But you need to what? To be able to control that tension that brings on that anger. That will be able to help you to make it through this world. So have you ever grown? See, later as Paul talks about it, he talks about our spiritual growth. And sometimes tension comes to be able to make us sharper. Yes. Uh, y'all listen. See, all tension ain't bad. Some tension comes to make us sharpener. The scripture says iron sharpens iron. Some of the problems in your life, God is allowing that to help you sharpen because if you can't handle this, how are you going to handle that? So what's coming after is going to be greater. He said, this is just the beginning of sorrows. If this is just the beginning of sorrows, what's coming next is going to take everything that you got. It's it going to take you and, we said this morning, he, they hollered out when the ship was, was being over flooded by the wind and the rage. He said, Lord, help us. You need to call upon the Lord. When things get so bad that you ain't got no other avenue to go to, you need to call upon the Lord. He will come and help you in these situations. He, he is a problem solver. He, he can calm your tension. If he can calm and speak to calm the waves and the wind, he can calm that situation in your life. He can calm that anger in your life. He can calm, calm that tension that causes that anger in 
He says increased maturity benefits the church at large and, and also it leads to working uh, with one another in the body of Christ. See, when, when you learn to come mature in Christ, it helps the whole body of Christ. Maturity helps you. But everybody in the church benefits from the maturity because I figured if God can do it for you, He can do it for me. So it, it, it wards off, and then we become a mature body in Christ, so everybody benefits from it. So less calls, less, less uh, 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 contingencies, you know, better church meetings. Oh, I, I got your attention on that one. Huh? We'll have better church meetings. We'll have better relationships if we learn to what? Have that type of, 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 of relationship to reduce that uh, tension and get more maturity in our lives. So then we come to our text this morning. He come, Paul is saying uh, that in our Christian walk, we, we, we need to stand in our daily life so it can demonstrate the unity and the holiness and the love and the wisdom and the perseverance of God through spiritual warfare. See, I, I, our text says that finally, my brethren, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. He says, put on the what? Whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Huh? Stand against the wiles of the devil. See, the Christian life is a good life, ain't it? Huh? The Christian life is a good life. But it is not an easy life, is it? Huh? It's a good life, but it's not an easy life. The life is not for the fleet of heart. It's not for those that are weary because uh, uh, this life can and will get tough. It's going to get tough. I don't care whether you saved or not. It's going to get tough. And, and after instructing the church on, on their behavior, he comes to the final instruction to them in our text. He tells them that in order for to behave yourself, huh? He says, especially in the church, ain't In order for you to behave yourself, you got to be what? Strong in the Lord. And you got to have the power of His might working in your life. You, you just can't be strong on your own and think everything will be all right. You got to be strong in the Lord and have the power of His might working in your life. So when people push you in the corner, when you see your lips start quivering, have you always got to that point where the lips start quivering? When, when the lips start quivering and, and, and you get pressed into the corner, you need to have the power of the Lord working in your life. The power of His might to be able to come in and quill that storm to get you in the proper behavior. See, our flesh is operating 24-7. You know, He tells us, He comes that, that, that we need to behave ourselves, but He tells us that, 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 that we need the power of His might to help us fight against the flesh. The flesh is, is they say it's weak, but the, the flesh ain't weak. <laughs> the flesh will give you all that you need to deal with. Every time your mind tells you to do the right thing, your flesh is telling you, I know what's best for you. Huh? So the flesh is coming at you 24-7. You got to be able to stand so that flesh is, is, is weak. But at best, uh, so in order for us to behave ourselves in the church, in the community, in the world, we need God's strength and power to be in our lives. So to get this power and strength, he tells us to put on the armor of God. The whole, how do you arm yourself? You need to put on what? The whole armor of God. Armor means armament. Armament weapons. Put on these weapons that are spiritual weapons to be able to help us fight the devil, the wiles of the devil, so that we can be able to stand and be able to be a servant for him. You know, he says that 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 uh, in this world that you must be armed to stand. I don't care whether you're in the military, whether you're in the street, whether you're in the church. You need to be armed. They hold out different different arms. They hold out different armaments, but you need to be armed. Attempting to take a stand without being armed will get you hurt. Huh? It's dangerous to try to stand. You know, why, why you need to come to Sunday school? Why you need Bible study? Why you need to read God's Word in your own personal life? You need to get these weapons of this, this spiritual weapons of warfare that, 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 that will be able to help you to stand when you come against the devil each and every day of your life. Anyway, who is the devil? Is that one that come against you to try to harm you? You know, I'm not talking
talking about fighting, physical, but I'm talking about people that's trying to kill your spirit. To try to keep you from doing what is right in the sight of God. See, attempting to take a stand again can be, it's foolish, ain't it? You know, you wouldn't go into a war without any weapons. So why are you trying to do the work of God without having your right armament to be able to stand? So Jesus told him in John 10, 10, he said that these come as what? To kill, steal, and destroy. He said, but I came that you might have life and have life more abundantly. So if you know that the devil is coming to kill, steal, and destroy everything that God has for you in your life, you need to have the best weapons in the world to be able to stand against him. His attack is relentless. Do y'all understand that? The devil just don't hit you once. He's going to hit you from the left and the right, and he's going to come behind you and do his work too. You know, and then you need the whole armor of God to be able to fight against the devil. So he will kill your dreams. He'll destroy your joy. He, he will take the peace that surpasses all understanding away from you if you allow him to come into your life. And it's God's desire that we have life. But he said not only life, we need to have life more abundantly. We need to have the best that God has provided for us. But you got to be armed to be able to stand against what the devil is trying to take away from you. He don't want you to have a good life. He want to destroy your hope. He want to weaken your faith. He want to tear you down to a level that you will lean on your own understanding rather than leaning on him. You need to put your trust in God. See, if you're going to stand, you must fight the good fight of faith. Huh? In order for you to stand, fighting the good fight of faith, you must be armored up. You got to have the right armor on to be able to make it. This is what we need. So my question is this morning, are you armed to stand? Are you got the right armament on in order for to stand against the devil when he comes against you? Next Paul tells us uh, who we are armed to stand against. Look at our text. See, we wrestle not against what flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Hmm? I, I know many of you on the job trying to improve, trying to excel. Uh, do you know that that is the devil that is coming against you, that don't want you to be happy? Don't want you to excel. It's, 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 look what he says. He said that uh, this uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, think about it. Uh, sometimes they start uh, on the back. And, 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 but I like that WD, that WWE wrestling. Uh, Vic, you like that? They start standing up. You know? But uh, Greco-Roman wrestling start on your back. But when you start on your back, you're already down, ain't it? Huh, that, that, that devil want to get you down, see? He want to get you down so that he got the, uh, the, the uh, ability to be able to hold you down rather than you getting up on your feet. The devil don't want you to stand. Once you're on your feet to stand, I can look you out of eye like a man. But I can't look you out of eye like a man when I'm already on my back. But the devil wants you. He's, he don't want to look you out of eye. He want to keep you on your back so that you can be in a weakened state all the time. So so to have the best advantage when you're wrestling, that old devil, uh, that dude's trying to kill, steal, and destroy everything in your life, you need to be what? Standing up. Hey, get up on your feet. Huh? If you start on your back, he has an advantage over you. And God destined him to crawl in the dust of the earth. You in his territory. He used to working down on the ground. But God wants us to be able to stand on our feet. We need to understand uh, uh, about what we're wrestling. Who wrestling against. We are wrestling against the what? The principalities of this world. Against that flesh. And the devil is the prince of this world, ain't it? He's the prince of this world. And, and he brings his entire kingdom when he comes against us. Uh, what, what's his kingdom? Uh, what, I'm glad you asked. Paul tells us that what? Principalities, huh? And powers and, and against rulers and darkness and of this world and against spiritual weakness in high places. See, the devil doesn't Take the authority of Christ in your life lightly. No. Huh? See, that's why he come at you the way he come at you. He, he knows if you keep Christ in the center of your life, that everything is going to be all right. He, he knows that that authority of Christ in your life got power and strength. But he tried to come at you, try to destroy all of that so that you can come at with, with your own strength. And with your own strength, you can't stand it. He knows that God cares about his children and he's coming. 
with all he got to bring you down to his level. And, and then he's coming at you with those principalities and powers of the world. All of the rulers of darkness in the world in high places. And the weakness, the spiritual weakness that he's coming at you with you. To be able to help bring you down, to get you off of your feet. The devil want to get you off of his feet. But if he gets you off of his feet, he knows he got advantage over you. But just as uh, you take, uh, he takes uh, your, your position in Christ serious, you need to take him serious. Uh, take him serious. Uh, get the word of God in your life. Uh, that'll be able to help you to stand. See, some folks, they ain't, don't, they, they, my mother said they ain't scared of the devil. Uh, we got folk ain't scared of the devil. But you need to get, have enough respect that he is the prince of this world. But get that authority of Christ in your life. That he has authority over the devil. He's a created creature. So he has authority over him. But you don't have authority over him in your life unless you have what? Christ in your life. Get on your feet. Plant your feet on a solid rock. And then be able to get ready, get ready, get ready. Because it, it ain't coming with, with the, hey look, my brother used to say, hey, boy, say, I'm going to beat you up. My brother said, you're going to beat me up, you better pack a lunch. Huh? So what I'm trying to tell you is, when you get armed up to fight that devil, you better what? You better pack a lunch. Because look, he ain't going to give up on the first try. If he Somebody else watch it too, huh? Get ready to rumble. Because the devil want to kill, steal, and destroy your relationship with Christ. He, he, he don't like you because you're here today. He mad now. Don't, 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 don't y'all know I got COVID in the world? I got COVID. I'm spreading disease all around the world. And, and y'all sitting in church. Huh? Now Paul gives us the armor that we need to arm ourselves. Look at our text. Wherefore take upon you that you may be able to what? Withstand that evil day and have done all to what? To stand. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all taking the shield of faith. Huh? Taking the shield of faith wherewith you be able to what? Quench the fiery dots of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the what? Word of God. See, once you understand who you're fighting against, understand what you're fighting against, then we can be able to strategize. See, it's hard to strategize when you don't know who you're fighting. Once you understand what that devil is trying to do to you, you got to strategize what's the best way for me to arm myself to be able to stand against that evil one. Huh? To be able to stand. He says, uh, uh, do you hear what he said? Huh? He, look, look. He said, don't ever think that the devil is going to go down without a fight. Don't, don't, don't ever guess that. And look, and just cause he down, that don't mean he going to what? And remember I told you a Greco-Roman, they started on the ground. And if you started on the ground, the devil said, this is where I... This my turf. This where I roll. You know, some of, some of the better, better y'all y'all watch uh, uh, MMA. I, I look at that MMA, and some of the guys operate on the ground. They, if they get you down, you getting ready to get put out. Yes. They might not can knock you out, but they can choke you out. If the devil gets you down on the ground, he might not be able to knock you out. But he's going to be able to choke you out. Yeah. My, little nephew, my, my little grandson, he's he, he, he he 13. Getting up, he, he, uh, 
I said, oh. I said, boy, I hurt you. His little voice to change. My mama said, mama said, I tried to beat his brother the weekend, but he he grabbed me and hold me. I said, you grab Papa then. Man, he jumped. Oh, he jumped up. He jumped up. I grabbed him, and and Vic, I got him in the chokehold. I said, count to three. By the time you get to three, you're going to be asleep. So but what I'm saying, the devil will do that, won't it? Huh? If you get you down, he can't knock you down. But if you get down, he'll choke you out. All of your dreams and aspirations, all of your joy, all of your hope, everything that you want to do in life, your faith, he'll choke it out of you. See? See, we, we, we inherently are strong in certain areas of our life. But we are weak in others. We need to take that evaluation. Yes. Look where yes. you're stronger at in your life. But yes. you need to look at those weaker areas that you have in your life. See, you can armor up all your weak areas, but then you leave those strong side unguarded. He's coming at you over there, ain't he? Yes, he See, I got a strong marriage, but my relationship with my children are not strong. I, I got a strong relationship with my children, but my marriage ain't strong. Yes. My, I, I don't have a relationship with my parents that it should be. That's not strong. So the devil understands that your weakness is, and he's going to come and attack those weak areas. Who's going to attack somebody when they're strong yet? Only a fool will do that, won't it? So the devil ain't no fool, is it? He's going to come at you in your weak areas. So what you need to do is armor up all areas of your life so that you can be strong in those areas that are you're strong in. Don't leave those areas unguarded. Paul exhorts you to put on the what? Whole armor of God huh, that you can be able to withstand the onslaught of the devil. That onslaught means there's a whole lot coming at you, ain't it? He's going to come at you. Don't leave any areas of your life unguarded. What about your gateways? Don't leave the gateways of your eyes and your heart. Don't expose your eyes too much. Don't your lips in too much. Don't put your, your hands into so much. Don't don't allow the gateways of your soul to be exposed to the devil because he knows some areas of your life are weaker than others. Huh? That's why he told us to what? Put on the whole arm of God. See, unguarded areas are susceptible to the attack of the enemy. When you stand, Paul said, arm yourselves with the truth of the belt tight around your waist so that you can be able to feel strong. Righteousness as your breastplate. Then arm yourselves with the shoes on your feet that are ready to give yourself over to the gospel of peace. Arm yourselves in all circumstances to take that shield of faith, that, that which you can be able to help you extinguish the, 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 the heart of the enemy when he comes against you. Those arrows that he's ready to fling at you. If you had a shield of faith, he'll be able to protect you with those things and those fiery thoughts. The devil is throwing at you. You gotta have that shield of faith. Then arm yourself uh, with 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 those the, those uh, 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 helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That'll work in every situation, ain't it? Huh? You gotta have that word of God working in you, full armor up. You gotta have full armor over what your mind, body, and your soul. Huh? You can cover your body, but your mind needs to be covered. You cover your soul because they're trying to get in there and destroy you from the inside out. Church destruction. He says that you need to come fully armored because if he can't get to your body, he's going to get to your mind. And once he gets into your heart, he says the heart is deceitful anyway. But when he come at you and get into your heart, he's going to cause you to do all kinds of things that are not according to your character that God wants you to have in your life. Huh? Like I told you earlier, the gateways are the, it's to the, the inner man, ain't it? All your gateways are those areas that come to your inner man. You got to cover those that come into your inner man so that you can be able to stand. Stand and make in all areas of your faith that are uh, not vulnerable to be uh, to the enemy. Have them covered up in your life. In order to withstand the attacks of the devil, you must be armed with truth. You must be armed with righteousness. You must be armed 
come with the gospel of peace and the shield of faith and, and then the helmet of salvation then the sword of the spirit which is the word of God so beware of your surroundings be vigilant in every situation and circumstances that you have in your life you got to remember what God told Gideon he, he, he told Gideon to reduce the size of his army so Judges 7 and 5 he said that so he brought down the people to the water and, and, and he told Gideon that every man that lapeth the water with his tongue as a dog lapeth him shall he set by himself likewise every man that bowed down on his knees to drink separate them he said see when you bow down you, you, you leave yourself vulnerable for attack he said that when you Laugh like a dog, you dip the water in and you're drinking out your hand. So you, 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 your eyes are open. You're vigilant. You're on God. You need to be watchful. Old folks said you got to watch, fight, and what? And pray. And so be vigilant. And make sure that you'll be able to stand and be vigilant in all circumstances. And then I want to tell you watch out for. Watch out for your enemies. Watch out for your family members. Watch out for your friends. Huh? So, see, you don't know where the attack coming from. See, see, if, if, if your friend might love you, might think so much about you, but you don't know his spiritual life, his spiritual uh, weaponry, his armor may not be on, and the devil will work through. Remember, I said he'll attack the wife through the husband, and the husband through the wife, and the family through the children. So, you got to be able to be armored up and be vigilant, making sure that you're looking at every situation, because you don't know where the attack coming from eh? huh? why did he say that when you have dealing with church issues churches don't start outside the church church issues start what inside the church so you need to be vigilant on the inside and be able to pastor uh, E.G. Williams used to say you need to stay prayed up I believe that's somewhere in my notes but finally he says that what? Praying always and praying supplication in the spirit. And, and then therefore with all perseverance, supplication and utterance may given unto you that I might open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am the ambassador in bond so therein may speak boldly as I ought to speak. See, prayer is the vital piece of armament whenever you go in the battle. Like I said, I got it here. Pastor E.G. Williams says what? You need to stay prayed up. Huh? No matter how equipped you are, prayer is what? Essential, ain't it? Huh? You might think you all of that when you get ready to go into battle, but you better pray before you go out there. You know, you know somebody, I'm, 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 I'm too, too faulty. Too faulty standing on my feet. But you know what the problem is? Somebody bigger than me. I, I, I look at this. I look at this tiny homes, and, and they built a home for a basketball player, six foot eleven, weigh about three hundred fifty pounds. That's a whole lot of boy. So I mean, I don't care who you think you are. There's somebody what bigger than you are. So you got to stay prayed up, huh? You got to do that, David prayer. He said, he called him the uncircumcised Philistine. I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. Huh? Huh? I ain't coming at you by myself. I'm coming at you with the power and authority that God has in my life. I'm coming at you with all I got, but not only me, but I'm coming at you with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm coming at you. So he says that do all things in prayer, asking for help. So that you can be able to do the work that God has called. So as we stand on uh, to speak the gospel of God, uh, we, we must be do it with boldness. Even in the sight of danger. When danger is all around us, you got to be able to stand. He said, come boldly before the throne of God. you got to come boldly to be able to speak those things that God has laid upon our heart. It's not easy to go out and speak the word of God, but you got to do it boldly. If you do it fearfully, folk going to see it. Have you ever done something for saw fear in your life? When they see fear, they, they, they oh Lord, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to get it to get it on now. But when they 
they see you stand boldly, folk will walk by you. They ain't going to challenge you when you do it boldly. But when you show the slightest amount of fear, whether you're applying for a job, when you're getting a position on the job, when you take an interview for a job, when you go in with fear, the people see fear, doesn't they? But when you see it boldly, are you able to do the job? Yes, I can. Huh? Huh? Are you able to stand? Yes, I can. Huh? Tell that old devil the same thing like Joseph said. Look, I ain't coming by myself. I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. Huh? I'm coming at you. So as we stand, we need to what? Speak boldly to this world that needs to hear the word of God. Huh? We need to hurl the gospel throughout this whole earth that we are in. Uh, the Marines got this saying that we need a what? A few good men, huh? Yeah. God is looking for what? Just a few good men and women and boys and girls who are not afraid to be able to stand boldly enough to proclaim the gospel, being able to stand on the word of God. Uh, will you answer the call? That's my question to you this morning. Are you armed and willing to stand when we are called upon to do what God has called us to do? So as we close this morning, the task at hand and before us as a church requires good soldiers. It requires us to be fully armed to be able to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to this world that we're in. The journey is good, but I said earlier, but the journey is not easy. The journey is dangerous. And if your arm is not suitable to be able to fight the good fight, you won't fail. But you need to put on the whole arm of God to be able to fight and stand during these evil days. I learned this song back when I was with the youth choir at Oregon Chapel CME Church. I told you when we used to go, uh, went to New York, I told you that I was with Oregon Chapel CME Church in Sunday school and we learned this song. We said that we are soldiers. We are soldiers in the army. We gotta fight although we have to cry. See, he, he died in his defeat, but he rose in victory. Huh? He died in defeat, but he rose in victory. I'm living by the power of the victory that he rose, put death and the grave in this place. Now you and I have that authority. So are you willing to hold out today? Are you armed with the right stuff to be able to stand? So we thank God. 
for his word. We hope that you be encouraged. Armor up. Get the right stuff on. So that when you go out in the world, folk can't be throwing dots at you. Hey, look, Kenya man, I, I, I like the most superheroes. When they put up the shield, the dots just what? Just fly off, ain't it? Huh? Put that word up, the shield of faith. The old dots will fly off. Put up the the word of God. And, and, and the, the attacks of the devil, he said when you talk about Jesus, he flee. <laughs> you need to keep the word of God on your tongue. So then when you start talking about Jesus, he said, I ain't got no place here. Next. Huh? Tell him you need to go find somebody else. I ain't going to listen to you. Huh? I know whose I am. Huh? And I know who I am in Christ. God bless you. May heaven never smile upon you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this hour. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We hope that as we preach, Lord, we preach to myself as much as I preach to the congregation. All of us. We have weak areas. But let us get built upon every weak and lean inside so that we can be able to stand during these evil days. Lord, we thank you. We pray for the sick. We pray for the bereaved. We pray for the suffering. Pray for the Eddie Polk. I told y'all, one of my co-workers, let's pray for his family. Come to work on Wednesday, die Wednesday night. We need to be ready when he comes. You don't know when the God is going to call. He's going to... It's not going it's not going to happen always when Jesus comes. We might leave here before he comes. So let us be ready. Lord, we thank you now. We ask that you bless this congregation. Bless those that are here, those that are not. Put your loving arms around them and help them to be able to draw closer to you. Lord, we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We do invite you to get to know Jesus Christ. Post. No. No, I, I, no, 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 no. Hit post. Hit the break. There you go. There you go. Now hit the dot. There you go, save. All right. All right. They do, Lord, whole, they, they do a whole lot better when dead ain't sitting on top of I was doing some work at the store the other day here, and my wife came on my shoulder doing this. I said, What's wrong? Don't do that. It's hard to work when somebody what? Leaning over your shoulder. But what we need to do is uh, give everybody what? Patience and time to learn and to do, but. We thank God they're here.